Welcome to the Switch the Pitch podcast, the podcast for those of us with resting pitch face. My name is Miss Mandy B, or you can call me Mandy, whatever you want to call me. I am an official contributor for NYCFC here at Switch the Pitch, and this is the audio aspect. You can find more articles online at switchthepitchsoccer.com and photo content on our website and Instagram account. Hey guys, this is Jess. I am the Colorado Rapids official reporter and the past few days have been filled with MLS soccer. Finally. Um, To the excitement of some, to the chagrin of others. (laughs) Uh, We are so far three games in with the fourth game right now in uh, the second half between Seattle and San Jose. So far, our victors are Orlando, Philadelphia, and New England. Um, It is tied right at this very moment in Seattle and San Jose, um, which we'll know by the time you guys hear this, how that turned out. (laughs) Uh, So far, it's been, I don't know, the game's been kind of fun to watch. You can definitely tell that the players are rusty. We had a good deal of excitement in the second half of the Orlando-Miami game um, when Reyes went down pretty hard. Um, It was interesting to me, um, and you'll have to let me know what you think of this, Mandy, but when I saw the replay and the the original action, it kind of looked at first like um, he had taken a dive because it didn't look like the impact to me was that hard. Um, and then they pulled in the stretcher. He was dry heaving, holding his throat. So I guess some, it didn't, it didn't translate through TV very well, how hard he hit. Um, I know getting the wind knocked out of you is no joke. Cause I've had that happen to me on the field before. Um, what do you think? Uh, I myself have not seen the actual footage of it yet. I caught the tail end of the game as I got home from work and saw the last like 10 minutes of it or so. So I can't really express my feelings on it accurately. I just hope that he's okay. I hope that it's nothing serious. Um, And I hope that we don't see a trend of a lot of bad things happening in the next few games. Yeah, I hear you on that one. Um, for what it's worth, they did report that he was treated and released because he was stretchered off. Um, he was released, and he is currently quarantining away from the, his team um, because he broke the bubble, but that he should be okay to play here soon, I would imagine. Um, speaking of the bubble and quarantine and COVID, um, FC Dallas dropped out, which everybody knew that happened right before the tournament started. Uh, yeah. Nashville officially left. Uh, was that yesterday that they officially dropped out? Yeah, I believe out, it was yesterday. Um, and today we have the reports of a, uh, a sporting Kansas City player testing positive for COVID. Now, granted, we don't know if, I mean, he, team said he, um, he was negative when they left. And then when they got there, he tested positive. So, 
My guess is that they, the initial test was done. It could have been at the airport, but my guess is that the initial test was done like during that incubation period where the virus is like just kind of starting to manifest, but before it's truly detectable is my guess. Um, okay. I don't know. I mean, I, I will see what happens. Um, I'm really curious to see what they end up doing because this was supposed to count towards um, season points. So yeah. now with Dallas and Nashville out, I kind of wonder how does this, how does that change now? Do they scrap right. that idea? Do they make Dallas and Nashville make up the games later in the year? Or is this just I, kind I of an asterisk year for Dallas and Nashville? Yeah, I don't even know how you could navigate through these barriers and challenges so I'm glad I'm not the one in charge right now if I were I wouldn't have done this in the first place as we knew from the last podcast but that's okay (laughs) that's okay Uh, I was excited to see NYCFC play a game I was not excited with the outcome of that game I mean they played on your boy's birthday like they did I feel like we should you know (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, Vata. I hope you had a nice day after the game. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. No, it's it's typical NYCFC. So we'll move on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this is all still group stages. So there's still a chance that they could turn around and come out in one of the top two spots. And then don't forget We're just the go top well, don't forget that the top four who came in third will get to go on as well. So okay. there's still a decent amount of opportunity, really. Eh, we'll squander it. I'm not <laughs> I'm not optimistic at this point. <laughs> I was just about to say, you're so optimistic. Oh, man. <laughs> Never. <laughs> no. <laughs> so now we repeatedly on pods we have asked for mailbag questions and more mailbag questions and this time we actually have a good amount um so we've one is from kirsten schlewitz schlewitz kirsten i'm so sorry if i just butchered your name um free yell at me on whatsapp it's fine (laughs) Uh, and she wants to know why are they doing this and I think for us, that, I mean, I think the answer is pretty obvious that it's it's about money. You know, uh-huh. it's 100%. at Disney where ESPN is, and ESPN is we the one who has broadcasting rights to this right now. Yeah, we have a giant Adidas logo in the middle of our field. That's that's graphically, that's uh, computer generated, by the way, because that's not actually <laughs> on the field. I, uh, I mean, just like the be big our... screens that the Zoom calls are on. <laughs> right. Well, and this could this could be our um, our pitches be crazy moment for the pod. Thank you to Brian from the current podcast for that um, header idea. Yeah. Um, but the the field has a CGI Adidas logo in on it, and then across the back. The ads are all CGI'd in. So far, it's been based on where your location is. Our Montreal reporter was saying on um, 
Wednesday night that there were all kinds of Canadian uh, ads for her. And for the rest of us, we were all seeing American companies. So there's our our pitches be crazy moments for this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. All the stuff they can do to live broadcasts. And it's a little nerve wracking that they're like, hey, your ISP is coming out of Montreal. Here's some Quebec ads for you. (laughs) Let's not get started on Big Brother. We'll be here all night. (laughs) That's a whole different podcast. There's a subreddit about conspiracy theorists. That's not us. Um. Yeah. The question was, why are we doing this? My answer is money. Yep. My answer is money. All right. Our next question actually comes from Vicky, who is actually out in D.C. So um, she is wanting to know, how do you think the Florida heat will affect players' fitness and their ability to be effective on the pitch? Um, I think it's going to have a pretty significant effect right now. Granted that we are all just coming out of quarantine and isolation. I know they've been training for a few weeks, but not necessarily in the Florida, Florida humidity. So I, I think everybody's a little rusty right now. Um, I think it was very obvious to me watching my team the other day, but it could affect other teams. I could say something along the lines like that they're professionals and this is what they're supposed to work through, but there's a point where the heat is just so unbearable and we're probably there right now. Well, and they, uh, I was reading on Twitter earlier today that they were struggling with um, the thunderstorms that have been rolling through. Like there was a a couple teams um, practicing today that could not, um, finish because the, the pitch was so wet they couldn't get the ball to move like at all you know and when you add in stuff like that or like when the Rapids had that really um, freezing game last year when the pitch changes like that you can no longer you can't really detect what the ball is going to do or how it's going to move so yeah I don't know I mean I think you know we're seeing the hydration breaks which I think is a good idea because I mean the, the humidity yeah. it's it's pretty obvious to see what the humidity looks like when you watch the games. Yeah. Um, so, and I know growing up in, in outside of Dallas that like when it got really hot and really humid, it, you just felt sluggish no matter yeah. what you were doing. So, yeah. Um, so sticking with the DC theme, we have James Graham out of uh, the DC UK group, which I joked around and I said that they were called duck. Oh. but that was me um and he wants to know who do we think the biggest surprise out of this tournament will be both team and player wise uh i think so far for me orlando um i wasn't actually expecting them to pull that out uh and to win like they did um but again that was just the first game they could completely eat it the rest of the group stage yeah, I would I would say the same thing. I was not expecting Orlando to beat Miami. Congratulations, I suppose. Player-wise, oof, that's a great question. 
Um, Brad Stuver did not travel with NYCFC, so my breakout player would be him for standing up against the grain and not going down to Florida. So <laughs> shouts, shouts I'm to Brad. Cares. So I guess in that same case, you know, Vela then has put himself in that same category for not coming out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of excited. I know this is this is kind of answering that, kind of not. But the Rapids actually have two new players joining them for the tournament um, that we haven't seen play with them yet. So Colin Warner and Brian Galvan. Um, okay. are just now meeting up with the team. So it'll be kind of fun to see them. And who knows, maybe they'll be breakout um, players. I know Bridget mentioned that she was surprised that um, Colin hadn't made it into the starting 11 more frequently when he was at Minnesota. So we'll see what, what that looks like. That, that would be great. So we've got a Red Bulls fan question. And it was, how many Red Bulls players do you think will build their own droids or lightsabers at the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disney Hollywood Studios? <laughs> Which I didn't know you could do that. Like, shoot, if I, I was either. there, I can tell you right now, I'd be totally making myself like the Mace Windu purple one. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, let's see. How many how many players are on the team? We got, like, what, 20-something? Yeah. I think they've I'm just... I'm going to make a conservative guess about half of them are going to go make a, <laughs> make a lightsaber. <laughs> I mean, unless it's not in their bubble. Because if it's not in their bubble, they might just be standing at the edge of it like, man, that face oh. of, can I still play with that? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what makes me so sad about this tournament is that they're basically confined to this area for the duration of this tournament. And I know they have things on the inside to do. But uh, not a fan, not a fan for them. I'm sorry for them. True, but at the same time, you know, with everybody, since Disney is still not, is now opening back up, like you don't know who they're going to interact with, what's being carried on those people that are running through Disney at this point. Um, but we do want to say thank you to Daniel uh, Feuerstein, and I apologize if I just butchered that uh, for the question about the lightsabers. Um, <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Uh, you know, and our last question that I have here is from Antonio Rojas, and I think we've kind of answered this in some um, on some level. He asked what our thoughts on the tournament after Dallas and Nashville leaving uh, are. Um, are we still team let's keep it going, or are we now team cancel? And I think at this point, everybody's down there. You might as well just get through at this point. You know, I yeah, mean, they'll just drop one another, by one. Yeah. It'll be, and, it'll be be a game of last man standing. <laughs> King of the hill. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, like I said, I couldn't be more excited to see live games again. I wish I could be there in person, but I'm still team cancel. Like, okay. I just, ugh, ugh. <laughs> that's all I could say to it is ugh. Yeah, and I and I'm still team. Let's play. So, I mean, yeah. so far, I don't know. We we're down two teams. We and in those two teams, they've had 20 positive tests, which is a lot for the sample size. Um, so hopefully those players uh, heal up really quick and uh, don't end up with any of the lasting impacts that we've seen yeah. or that we've been hearing about um, COVID having in the general population. 
So did you know that this is actually being played out on three different fields? The guy in charge of comms right now at the Walt Disney World Cup, the MLS's back tournament, the COVID Cup, whatever you want to call it. He tweeted out actually earlier today and said that the morning game is played on one field while the two evening games are played on two separate fields themselves. Um, I don't know if these are all right. turf pitches or feet or actual grass pitches mm-hmm. or what, but it kind of makes sense, like especially if they're grass, to rotate through like that so you don't trash one out too soon. Yeah, um, that's not a bad idea. I approve of that one. Yeah. <laughs> so do you guys listening have questions that you want answered? We always want to hear from you. Uh, you can email always. us at contact at switchthepitchsoccer.com. Um, it's always open for your questions, for comments, for constructive criticism. Um, and you can send us tweets using the hashtag RPFMailbag. Um, and we will take your questions and we'll go through them just like we did tonight. A little bit of a transition here as we swap over to an interview that I was able to do this week. Hope you enjoy it. So, hi, I am Darby and I am the official reporter for the Houston Dynamo. And I am so excited today to have an opportunity to speak with a Challenge Cup legend, the NWSL Playground, who has absolutely taken off on Twitter, um, or, or rather speaking to the person behind the playground, I guess, if you're uh, not a person that is suspending disbelief at this point. So we're going to have a little bit of fun, uh, some conversation around their history and what they're up to. So welcome, Playground, to the podcast. Hello, it's an honor. Awesome. I have to ask, when you were being manufactured, did you always know that you wanted to be a soccer playground? Uh, when I was when I was a kid, when I was just just a mere slide, I'd see the kids at the park, you know, playing, and they all played sports, and you know, I thought that's what I want to do. But you know, I'm a playground. We we don't really go to sports arenas. We don't really you don't see us there. So that's why I was like, I need to I need to be that first one to make that breakthrough you know there, there are stadiums with swimming pools and pirate ships and I was like I'm going to be the first playground and so I just worked really hard you know a lot of practice you know got some add-ons got some monkey bars and stuff like that you know and just build up my my strength as a playground and I made it to the stadium and I never thought that I'd be seeing professional soccer players play ever and this is such an honor you know that all that hard work just Paid off this tournament, I guess. <laughs> That's awesome. So did you um, get to start out at this facility or are you a transplant? You know, I grew up at some local parks just around Utah and I got offered to come to Zion's Bank back when it was built in 2018. You know, they saw the talent that I had. They saw how well I was making those kids happy and they saw potential in me. So they offered me a spot right next to the field and were like, you know, this this is your chance. We want to see what you can do. And I guess I did so well that I helped get that Challenge Cup to Utah because now we got pro soccer back. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that that was definitely a part of the selling 
was, you know, we've got these great fields and, and this great location and, and a playground to boot. So you, exactly. you really probably brought something to the table. Like, we have a playground. What more could you want? Like, perfect for celebrations. I mean, just putting that out there. If anyone wants to try that out, I'm totally open. The slide is waiting. It's a little warm, but it's waiting. Awesome. And uh, you've also got some great uh, Twitter friends during this tournament. You've got the Hydration Break, the Cup Farm, mm -hmm. Sun Glare, the Mountains. Um, mm -hmm. Are you guys a managed group together? Are you like a boy band, girl band situation? Or how's <laughs> that go? That's a cool comparison. I like that. We're, we all kind of just hung out together before, you know, we've known of each other's existence, you know, I, obviously sun glare shines down on me every day and the farm is like a great view. You know, I can see the farm in the distance, never really get to talk to them much, but now that we're out here um, working together to make this tournament as fun as possible for everyone, you know, we're talking all the time. I really get to know them, you know, hydration break, so fun. They have some great memes and keeping those players hydrated is very important to me because, you know, you can't go down the slide if you're not feeling too well or and you can't go down the slide if you don't score a goal. And you notice we scored a lot. They score a lot of goals after that hydration break. So drink your water, everyone, you know. Uh, who else? The mountains. Very beautiful view. The sunset. Oh, get to see that beautiful sunset every night. I'm very honored to see them getting the glow up that they deserve, you know. So, yeah, we're just one. I guess now we're a great group of friends, you know, squad goals pretty much. Right. So, so you guys are, are the, are the destiny's child then. Who yes. is, who's Beyonce? Uh, is it you? I, I mean, I'd like to be Beyonce. She is, I'm a big fan of Beyonce. Um, she's always woken up the playground. She can bring all the kids, you know, maybe a concert, you know, halftime show. Uh, Beyonce, come, please come to the playground. She's so awesome. I mean, I'd like that honor, but I mean, everyone shines in their own way. <laughs> Especially with sun glare, man. If someone could bring me some sunglasses, that'd be really nice. There you go. So what was it like um, rising up so unexpectedly and quick to the national broadcasting stage? I mean, you were like kids tournaments for a, a while, and then all of a sudden, here here you are on, on CBS. Uh, it's not really a surprise. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm just a playground. You never expect to be on national TV as a playground, but I've been getting a good amount of screen time. It's really, you know, get to get noticed by the announcers. I got a really good uh, shot the other day of just me and all my glory. Like that slide was looking pretty nice. They've been keeping me sanitized. So I get to show off how nice I look. It, it's crazy. Like, I didn't expect all this fame this year. I, it's it's great. It's, it's a little overwhelming. You know, I'm, I'm just a slide. I'm not very good at social media. But I had a couple of months to prepare doing nothing. No one was coming to visit me. So, yeah, it's it, it's pretty cool. With, with that in mind, what are you going to do once the Challenge Cup is over? Are you going to be happy going back to entertaining kids that are that are at their brothers and sisters you know, youth match, or are you going to be trying to, to get an upgrade to one of the bigger stadiums? I definitely miss the kids, you know, it was a lot more action with those youth games, you know, you got a lot more people coming down the slide, but it's been such an honor to have, like, these world cast players just playing right next to me. I get the greatest view, you know, I get to see all those saves, I get to see all those shots on goals. Whenever they take a corner kick, it's like I'm right there in the action. Uh, it'd be really cool to to upgrade to a bigger stadium, you know, after watching this, it's like, I want to be able to see more of that. So 
I feel like also staying here, it's like in, I'm like a legend in Zions Bank Stadium history now. Like that's the stadium with the playground. So I don't know if I have to like honor my roots and keep staying here. But I mean, I'll take other offers. I feel like more playgrounds should be in more stadiums across the country. I agree. Mm-hmm. But you got to stay humble, right? <laughs> exactly. You know, remember how I got here. Remember your roots. Shout out to the farm. That's their favorite pun. But uh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So making a little bit of a switch. um, I think that we're all aware that there are actual people behind all of these really fun Twitter accounts. There's very few um, inanimate objects that are actually running their own Twitter accounts with the exception of maybe um, like Devin Nunez's cow. Um, (laughs) But anyway, um, so so you being behind uh, the slide, I'd also like to just hear a little bit about you. Do you want to give your name? Maybe no. we'll do that. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I respect it. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I can confirm that this person that I'm speaking to is a person that is a real person that I've never spoken to before. This is not another member of the Switch the Fitch staff, but this person is going to be remaining anonymous. Um, but with that in mind, can you tell us anything about yourself when you're not personifying a playground on Twitter? What is it that you do with your days? Uh, well, right now there's not much to do, so I'm just trying to keep busy. You know, um, I still a big sports fan, so I keep up with all of that. You know, I really do love sports, so hopefully we can see that come back soon. So keeping up with that, um, just keeping myself busy, um, video games going for walks, staying healthy, you know, wearing a mask. That's my favorite part. But so, um, but yeah, I, I'm just a, just a young adult, just trying to have some fun right now, trying to find something to do, trying to make people happy because that's all we need right now in the world, I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and you do have a really good eye for the play of the game. And you said that you're a sports fan. Have you always been a soccer fan or are you, or are you kind of moving over to soccer from from a different sport? Uh, well, I, I grew up playing soccer, played it for about like 13 years or so. So it's always been like a part of my life. So like now that I can't play it, I just watch it, of course. So it's always been been a favorite sport of mine. So I'm glad that we got soccer back first. It's really nice to be able to get like my favorite league and be able to watch it right now. But yeah, always been a soccer fan, always been a soccer player at heart. So yeah. That's awesome. So out of all of the options for covering this match, I mean, obviously, I, I'm covering the match from a um, from our Switch the Pitch point of view. There are a lot of um, publications out there. There's a lot of independent journalists. Um, what made you decide to take the perspective of the playground equipment to, uh, <laughs> to interact with this Challenge Cup? Uh, well, after the first few games, I saw people on Twitter and they were talking about the playground and they were like, oh, wow, like there's a playground next to the field. That's so cool. And like someone should go down it for a celebration, like on the slide. And I was like, that's so brilliant. Like I'm always into like all these like fun things that pop out of stuff, like just like what the fans take and run with it. So I was like, I've seen people do this on Twitter where they pretend to be things or like, like, like players, like hoodies or mustaches or just like they just take the most random things and make Twitter accounts out of it and it like blows up so I was like people like this playground let me do this for the playground and I thought it was only going to be like a couple hundred people maybe like only like a very small soccer community of people like following it but 
I think a couple of big accounts like saw this and was like, oh my gosh, she's an account for this playground and they ran with it. So I was like, wow, this, this is a good idea, I guess, because it's, it's fun, you know, it's pretty easy to tweet as a playground and just tweet out the players and like, hey, come down the slide. It's like, you have a lot of content to work with. So it, it's fun too. I mean, it's it's kind of weird in a way, but it, it's it's good fun. It's, it's entertaining. It, it gives me something to do during games too. So like, you know, not just watching as a fan, like I actually have something to like play off of. But yeah, the playground's cool. It's it's a interesting piece of equipment, I guess. <laughs> so so is this the very first time that you have personified an object on Twitter or do you have experience with this? Oh, this is my first time, yeah. I have experience like doing Twitter stuff. I went to school for social media, which is like now I get to put this degree to use, I guess, because it's not what I do professionally. So, but never been an inanimate object before. And it's, it's, it's definitely been a challenge coming up with like things to tweet about, but there's a lot of action in this tournament. So it's fun. And you got all the little other accounts to play along with. Like they, they really help. I, I've talked to a couple of them, like out of, out of character, I guess. And they're like, oh, we should tweet this and that. And it's, it's pretty fun to like, have a whole group of people in on it and like coming up with stuff because like people love seeing them interact and I was like oh this is so cool. <laughs> do, do you think it's something that you'll do again? Is this something that you might pick up if, if the MLS tournament makes it? I mean if there's something as interesting as a playground at their fields then totally I mean I, I have no idea what the fields look like over there but someone will find something hopefully they were inspired by us and if they want the playground can join in and be like hey what's up? or something um there's so many opportunities these days with the internet and all that to like find something fun to do so i, I may be back who knows you never know <laughs> awesome staying kind of on brand um do you have a favorite playground besides obviously the the one up in utah <laughs> uh well i feel like i have to visit this playground now it's like my destiny but um Nah, back home, I'm trying to think what I, like, grew up playing, but we had, like, the same, like, model at playground, like, everywhere at every park, they, like, would copy-paste, and so it's, like, you didn't really get any, like, thing cool, like, I don't know, we didn't have too many swings, because I think swings are, like, the best playground, like, piece of equipment, like, they're just so fun, so it was, like, so hard to find swings, so I guess, like, my favorite playground would be the one by my grandma's house, because it had swings, and so, like, every time we'd visit her, we'd, like, run down to this playground and go straight to the swings and, like, just swing the whole time because it was so fun. There needs to be more, like, cool playgrounds. I think we need to, like, mix it up because, like, the kids, like, want something new. So, but, yeah, I haven't been on a playground in a minute now, especially now. So, it's a good question. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, that does it for us. I'll, I'll let you get back to prepping for the next set of matches. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Follow the playground at NWSL Playground on Twitter. And, um, you know, I mean, lot, lots of people are. You've got over 1,200 followers at this yeah. point while we're, while we're talking. Oh, um, surprise. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's only up from here, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's more games. I mean, I got to do all I can before they move the, move the games over to Rio Tinto. So, yeah. Do what I can while I can. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for taking a little time out of your morning of and course. chatting with me. It was a real honor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
It was fun. I liked it. This is cool. <laughs> awesome. Hey, it's Sarah Colassi, your editor-in-chief over at Switch the Pitch. It's been a busy week in soccer. The NWSL Challenge Cup is ongoing, and MLS is officially back. Over at SwitchThePitchSoccer.com, we've got you covered. Make sure you check out all our latest articles on both tournaments. Abigail has you covered with everything NWSL and is releasing daily recaps for the tournament. Make sure you check it out. For the MLS's back tournament, so far we have new articles this week from Darby, Silvana, Eve, and Ashley detailing all the matches. Make sure to check back for updates daily. If you're in the mood for a longer read, check out Bridget's breakdown of the Development Academy debacle in Minnesota. Bridget interviews soccer legend Alex Bunbury and learns what the true danger of cutting costs is. Thank you for joining us um, on this week's episode of Resting Pitch Face, the Switch the Pitch podcast. Be sure to check us out on social media. You can find us at switchthepitchsoccer.com, on Instagram and Twitter at switchthepitch1, and that is the number one, at fb.me slash switchthepitchsoccer. So, again, this is Jess for the Rapids saying have a great night and enjoy the cup. Go Pids. And this is Mandy. Say bye, guys. NYCFC is going to come back and win. We're taking it home. Ooh, hot takes, hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks, as always, to Jana Pocop and 123 Scream for our awesome podcast anthem. Check out their links in the show notes. <laughs>